Thanks for hitting that button. You are listening to The Mark the Shark Show. All right, guys, you ready to rock? Are you excited? Well, sit back and enjoy. And welcome to The Mark the Shark Show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Mark the Shark Show. I hope everyone's having a great day. We have a great episode in store for you, so sit back and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, this is your host, Mark the Shark. I want everybody to know that not only do I have this podcast, I have another podcast about the sport of mixed martial arts. So if you're into that kind of thing, check out my other podcast called the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And if you want to be on that show or this show, make sure you contact me on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And, and that's my Facebook channel. Or you can go to my website, www.mark with a C, the Shark MMA Show.com. Again, it's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto2. That's Mark, M-A-R-C, underscore Retorto, R-I-T-O-R-T-O, 2. That's for Instagram or Mark BJJ Fighter on Twitter. And also, don't forget to check out my YouTube channels. I got the Rockin' with Mark YouTube channel. That's Rockin' with Mark with a C again. Or the Mark the Shark MMA show, all on YouTube. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast and keep on listening. Hey guys, just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark the Shark, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, Books, you can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to www.retortofamilybooks.com. Hi, this is Patty Henry. And you are listening to Mark the Shark Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Patty Henry. She's a psychotherapist and an author. And today we're going to be talking about her brand new book called Two Lifetimes, From Fear to Love. How are you doing today, Patty? Great. Thank you, Mark. Thanks <laughs> for having me on your show. Well, it's great. It's great. It's an honor to have you on the show. If you can give us a little, listeners, a little detail about yourself, um, and then we can get started, you know, going into details of the book. Like, give us a little background on yourself. Okay. I guess the most notable thing about myself is about two years ago, I had over 100 tumors in my brain. And I had a stem cell transplant and today I am cancer-free. Wow, that is amazing. That is a wow. That that congratulations. I had stem cell therapy, but that was for an injury on my foot, my elbow. No, mm. but that that's remarkable. I didn't, I didn't even know that was used um, to yeah. treat brain cancer. I got actually I got to call my friend back. My friend, I have a friend of mine that's. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that just works on brain cancer, but he's suffering from a different type of cancer, but I'll, I'll be sure to mention it. So that's, that's great that yeah. uh, 
Great. That you were able to benefit from that. I, I don't know if anybody listening, if you, I do know if you're suffering from arthritis like I was, I have like a very bad injury from, um, hmm. from years of martial arts. Um, do not give up hope. Uh, stem cell therapy works. I mean, you may not be able to return to the activity fully like you did before, but at least you'd be able to walk around pain free. So that's great. And yeah. where, where are you from? Where are you from, Patty? I'm in Houston, Texas. Wow. Okay. That's great. That's great. And how long have you been practicing uh, psychiatry for? Uh, this is my 32nd year in private practice. And before that, my work was in psychiatric hospitals. So long time. I'm old, but wise. There you go. Right. <laughs> Age is nothing but a number, right? So they say. <laughs> and, I, and I'm assuming um, you have a brand new perspective of life, being that you uh, you beat cancer. Has that led to you writing this book, or is, is, or is there another reason for you for writing this book? I had started writing the book because it was bugging me. You know, this is my third book, and each one shows up and says, write this down. And the first one, I was like, what? I don't know how to write a book. And uh, it just kept bugging me until I wrote down everything that I knew about the topic, which was the emotionally unavailable man, a blueprint for healing. And then this book, Two Lifetimes, was the same way. It bugged me for a long time, for years. But when I was in the hospital having a stem cell transplant, I said to myself, if I get out of this alive, then I'm going to finish that book. And that's what happened. Mm. So what's the book about? Okay. I believe that we have the opportunity to live two lifetimes on the planet in the same body i'm not talking about reincarnation mm -hmm. and the first lifetime is full of suffering and pain and a lot of fear and the second lifetime is full of joy and happiness and uh freedom so all i know for sure mark is we have to make up a story sometimes to make sense out of the world to make sense out of something where there's no definitive answer. And there are certainly questions where there are no definitive answers. Like, why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing while we're here? What happens after we die? Is there a God? Is there not a God? And a lot of people will tell you, oh, I know the answer to all those questions. But really, they're just telling you what they believe. And I believe every person needs to know what they believe themselves. So I believe the first lifetime is, it starts when we're born, that every baby born is a miracle and perfect. And it's full of love. If you pick up a newborn baby and you put it on your chest, it, you can feel it radiating out uh, because they're just so high energy. Unfortunately, our world is not uh, operating at the level of love. 
you might have noticed, especially in the last uh, election campaign, not a lot of love going on. So this perfect baby, which was you, which was me, which was every single person we meet is thrown into lifetime one. We get some parents, we get um, a school, we get different people in our lives, aunts and uncles, siblings, and we get wounded because our parents are not in lifetime two most of the time. Most of the world is not in lifetime two yet. So we get wounded, we get uh, left out, we get abandoned, we get told that we're stupid, we get, uh, um, we don't make the basketball team, we get spanked. A lot of things happen to this little child that is new to the planet trying to figure out the world. So we get these wounds. And I believe in the story that I make up, our mission on the planet is to take what happened to us in lifetime one, transform it and get over to lifetime two. Lifetime one is our wounded child and run by our wounded child in fear. Lifetime two is our empowered, authentic adult self, powered by love and joy. And so I think everybody has to do this work, moving from one lifetime to the higher energy vibration of the second lifetime. That's interesting. So is your book like a how-to book? It's or is it like a motivational book? Like how, how would you describe your book? I would say it's a blueprint. And it. I. my hope is that it walks with people as they figure out how to do this, how to move from one to the other. And I explain how to look at the wounds that you're carrying around with you. We call it our baggage. Look at who hurt you, how you were hurt. Um, I've been in psychotherapist for 32 years, as you said, and I had one family that didn't believe in spanking their children. And instead they burnt them with cigarettes. Oh, wow. Yeah, when they misbehaved. So that's wounding, that's emotional wounding and physical wounding. And so our work, our emotional work is to become, uh, to transform that. Let me give you an example. My dad was an alcoholic. And because of that, I was able, I am able to use that to be a better therapist because I really do understand what it's like to be raised with alcoholism. So when I have a client come in and they say they come from an alcoholic system, oh, you wouldn't understand. I say, well, actually I do understand. I have that experience too. So it's taking what happened and finding how to use it to be part of the healing of the world. I believe ultimately the world, um, we need to get to world peace and equality. And um, that the only way can, we can do that is for people to wake up 
and become their adult selves and move from reacting out of fear into the ability to respond, whatever the universe hands you, that you're able to slow it down, figure out some options, choose one, and calmly be able to work with somebody, work through conflict. And we can do this on a, a small level with our you know, peers at school, at, on a, a little bit bigger level in our marriage, or on a community level, or on the nation's level, or on the world, that we just work to respond to problems instead of reacting to them. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. And so you think your book can be applied to uh, pretty much any type of situation? You mentioned marriage. Yeah. Um, how about like, you know, children suffering from anxiety and right. Well, like that. Like, I think that the, the, especially now with like the, the COVID, a lot of the kids being locked up at home and mm-hmm. being un, unable to socialize with their class classmates and stuff. I can see that that, that could lead to a lot of anxiety. Do you Absolutely. think your book can help people with suffering from anxiety and depression as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. In lifetime, too, there's no depression, there's no anxiety, there's no addiction, because you have taken responsibility for your life. Now, for a child, I believe they deserve to have parents that are adults, acting like adults, uh, responding rather than reacting and yelling and raging. And so if they, the parents do their work, then the children will reap the benefits. Mm, okay. And then like, do um, you have any chapters on that in the book for children or for marriage? In the uh, book? For marriage, definitely marriage. So let me give you an example of, okay. uh, I think that we can also, we do also have two lifetimes or at least the opportunity to have two lifetimes in a marriage. And I liken it to running a marathon. If, you know, any marathon runner will tell you, you run and you run and you run, and then you hit the wall. And you think to yourself, do not run anymore. Just quit. Don't even lift up your foot. No, it hurts too much. No, no, stop. And Every marathon runner who finishes the marathon says you have to tell your brain, no, we're going to make it, we're going to make it, and you have to push through that wall in order to run the rest of the race. It's the same thing in marriage. We get married, we're in love, we have this chemically altered state, the chemicals go down because our body can't retain them um, for years. And so then we start to power struggle. And when there's a crisis, a lot of times like an affair or getting fired from a job or different things, um, then a lot of people hit the wall, start to turn against each other and um, get a divorce. That's why our divorce rate is so high. I always tell people that people that have been married 50 years didn't quit at the wall. 
they pushed through to get to the other side. Hmm. Interesting. So it's like positive thinking and believing in yourself that that helps someone get through whatever it is that's causing them pain and suffering in their lifetime. One that helps them get to the lifetime too, I guess. Right. <laughs> I guess that's what it um, is. A little bit. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely having to look at what happened to you as a child and lifetime one, I have people write down a list of all the people that hurt them, including their parents, including teachers, coaches, friends. Uh, if people just say a one time a remark to a child, sometimes that will wound them. If they say, oh my gosh, you talk too much. And then the child stops talking. And that can carry over into adulthood where they're afraid to talk. They're afraid people don't want to hear what they have to say. And so then they have to do the work of grieving that I've taken so long to wake up to the fact that that's not even true. I don't talk too much, but I have them put it on their list of people that hurt them, whoever said that to them. And then there's an exercise to get to forgiveness where the person comes and owns, I did that to you and I'm really sorry. And will you forgive me? Now, when something is horrendous, uh, like somebody murdered their mom or somebody, you know, did something really horrible to the child, they might not be ready to forgive. And so if that's the case, they say, not yet, you'll have to come back. And you keep it on your list, that person, and you do the other people on your list. Um, and then you go back and face those people again that you weren't ready to forgive until you're ready to forgive them. Forgiveness is for the other person, but it's mostly for yourself. Hmm. Now, in your book, do you mention any type of um, tracking method or ways of keeping track of your progress um, during this time? Or Well, not really. I mean, just that you have your list of people that you need to forgive, and it will take as long as it takes. And um, that's okay. I have a lot uh, in my book about uh, giving up the universal wound because I think we all get it. And in lifetime one, we all get the universal wound, which is I'm not good enough. Hmm. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not... Um, clever enough i'm not rich enough i'm i'm not enough some people get that blatantly told to them and some people it's more subtle some people get a lot of that message oh you screwed it up again oh i can never count on you and you know and some people get it a little bit so but we all get it the universal wound i'm not good enough so I think our mission on the planet 
is to outgrow that, to really get that that's a lie because you are good enough. Mark, if I could see you, I would look you in the eye and tell you, you are good enough. You're good enough to be an imperfect human being trying to figure out the world like the rest of us. That's a, that's a good perspective, right? Because you, a lot of people deal with like self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that that's what I kind of like how I'm interpreting the, the term universal wound is having self-doubt and having to uh, overcome that. Right. Now in terms of your book, like where can people find your book? Well, the easiest place is Amazon. Uh, just go to Amazon, type in uh lifetimes to patty henry and uh it just came out on audible this week and oh that's interesting yeah if you don't have an audible account and you sign up for one month then you can get my book for free oh okay yeah so that's that's just interesting because i know they have that uh program for uh the books too like if, yeah. if you're enrolled in the uh, Kindle program, I don't, is your book enrolled in the Kindle program at all? Or Oh, yeah. It's on Kindle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you and can then paperback, paperback and hardback, right. Um, and Audible. So you can get it any way that you listen to or read your books. Okay. So. And you have written other books, too, you mentioned, right? Yeah, I wrote The Emotionally Unavailable Man, A Blueprint for Healing, because I believe we're empowering women more and more and doing a good job of empowering women. But I also believe we have to empower men. And by that, I mean emotionally empower them. I worked in a women's program for a long time and in a psychiatric hospital and they would complain to me about their husbands. He's doing this and he talks to me this way and he does this. And I realized I cannot do therapy in a vacuum. And so I invited the husbands in as well for couples work. And what I noticed is men are wounded too in that lifetime one, and they need healing too. And so that's why I wrote the book, The Emotionally Unavailable Man, because men are taught, it's changing for sure, but historically for, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of years, we're taught um, big boys don't cry, suck it up. I'll give you something to cry about, Uh, be a man, you know, and they're six years old. And so they're taught this. And um, I just really think that we have to change that message to little boys, little girls, little boys come fully equipped with their full emotion range. If you have a two-year-old boy or a two-year-old girl, they will let you know if they are not happy. And I say, you know, if a little five-year-old comes downstairs, a five-year-old little girl and says, daddy, I'm afraid of the dark. What do you think happens? 
he picks her up, he carries her upstairs, and he says, I will protect you. Here, here's a teddy bear you can sleep with, and I'll be right here until you go to sleep. The little five-year-old boy comes downstairs and says, Daddy, I'm afraid of the dark. Sometimes they get, get back upstairs. Now, I mean it, don't get out of bed again. There's yeah. no <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's different ways of how parents would view how yeah deal situations whether their child's a, or a boy or a girl. I I can understand that having kids myself. Right. But yeah. So it's great. It's great. So there you guys. There you got it. You yeah. got two lifetimes from fear to love by Patty Henry. Everybody who's listening to this podcast, check it out. Again, it's available in Kindle, audio, hardback, and paperback. Easily found on on Amazon.com. Uh, yeah. Patty, I didn't know if, if you have like any like social media if someone wanted to contact you. I didn't know if you if you wanted to mention oh, that in this interview as well. Thank you. I have a website and you can get to me through there. It's Patty P-A-T-T-I and then a hyphen. And then Henry, H-E-N-R-Y, dot com. So it's patty-henry.com. And you have to have that dash in the middle or you get another Patty Henry, who happens to be an author. But <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, she <laughs> writes racy novels and I write self-help books. So uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, I could see how that that, could, that that's kind of funny, right? Yeah, yeah it's very funny, <laughs> right? So anyway, yeah, patty-henry.com. It will have my phone number there and um, an email where you can email me, and I would love to hear from you. I would love it if you get my book, Two Lifetimes, and yeah, then, definitely, and then email me how you like it. There you go. All right, everybody. Uh, Patty Henry, this was great having you on the show. Hopefully, uh, if you ever put out another book or you want to talk about your other books, you can come back on the show. It was great having you. And for everybody listening, to, um, we'll be right back after a short break. Hi, everyone. This is Deborah Driggs, and you are listening to The Mark the Shark Show. This is to all you parents out there. Are you looking for a great book for your child to read? Well, look no further. Christina Ritorto has done it again by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RitortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder, written by Christina Ritorto. everybody. My name is Randy Silver. I am the host of the Leap of Fate podcast on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. You are listening to the Mark the Shark Show on Anchor FM, the best host, the best show anywhere around. Enjoy.
Hi everyone. Well, unfortunately, all good things must come to an end, and that's all we have for this particular podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you keep following my my podcast here, the Mark the Shark Show, and keep listening and look out for future podcast episodes.